Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Good evening to everyone. Welcome to the Saints Hour. Mike Hoss along with Christian Garrick and Bobby Bear. And finally, it is game week. I mean, this goes back to when we were talking about should you play players in that home Chargers game? Because that alone feels like eons ago. And if you hadn't played in that game, then you go back to the Packers game. So... That's why well, you, well, you, well, play, but, you play your players. And, and, you know, Hoss, it's a, it's a buy before you even play the right. season. No, that, so when you look at Now, like, granted, yeah. a couple of guys, maybe more players got hurt in that game than they did in the previous two but, preseason but, games. But I, it I, is I, what it is. I look at it. If we're going to play preseason games, well, you, I still think to get better at football, you got to play football. And don't you have to somewhat uh, – okay, the first game that counts – Let's say you never tackled before. That's why I still think, I don't know, the limit. Uh, whether you look at guys trying to make the team, you should have at least for sure one in the future of not two preseason games. Because even as a player, I mean, because they don't tackle in practice. Uh, you know, they got the big contracts, all the money that's guaranteed to everyone. They don't get anyone hurt. But still, you have to, I don't know, practice tackling. Or you want to execute. That's why I thought it was outstanding and Jameis wanted to play. Because I've been there that you want to play. You mean Jameis Winston was going to go out there against Atlanta and the last time he played was when he was hurt? That was the best thing that ever happened to him going on that drive against the Chargers. It doesn't matter who's even on the other side. But it's like a a game atmosphere. They can hit you. And when he stepped up in the pocket, he got high load. He got hit. He was able to complete the pass. That's why when I look at the scenarios with preseason playing or not playing, listen, you don't have to play. Now, it just goes to show he's not an exact science. Aaron Rodgers last year didn't play the whole preseason. We whooped him 31-3. to I see, look, Aaron Rodgers didn't play in the preseason. Look what happened to him. But then they won eight games in a row. So, you see, you don't really know. But I, I'm just saying from an individual standpoint, it could vary uh, player to player. Like, for instance, the Chargers. I don't think the Chargers have ever played Justin Herbert. But the, So, uh, I mean, it's not an exact science whether you want to or not. I think it's a feel uh, of, of what you want to do. And uh, But uh, to me, it's not like – I would never blame a coach if a player's in there because it's, it's not like you got to play that next week. You know, it's over two weeks. It's 16 days. It's like a bye before the season even starts. Yeah, it's perfect. So this is like a, a Saints fan's dream. We play the Falcons three times in one year. 
23. We played them on 1-9-22. Now we're playing them on 9-11-22. Then we play them on December 18th. So this will be the three times this year we will play the Falcons. And they always say, oh, throw out the records with this one. But th- it's true because these two teams do not mirror anything no, like no. the teams they were last year. I mean, especially if you just look at offense. If you just look offense, Atlanta has like 12 new faces yeah. on their offense that will start in 22. They have nine it's on under defense. 53. Right. And nine, but I mean, they have one wide receiver of their six who was on their 53 yeah. starting the season last year. Zacchaeus. Other than that, New people. It's new people everywhere. Well, there's nobody around the nation on the Saints bandwagon. I mean, I mean, I mean, on the uh, Falcons bandwagon. They have uh, on the nation. A few people like the Saints as a dark horse, but nobody likes the Falcons as a dark horse. No, we're trending in different directions. The Saints right now are trending up. The Falcons are trending down. Bobby, Mike, they the, could be in, in running. There, they should be, could be in the running to be a top five, have a top five pick next year, without a doubt. Without a doubt, uh, that, would not, so. that, that would not be a surprise. Uh, and look, uh, they got it wasn't that long ago where the NFC South was like the AFC West. Top to bottom, uh, boy, you better pack a lunch. You hear me say that all the time. Uh, you better get ready. It was like Tampa Bay, Carolina, um, when Cam Newton was young and all rolling. You had Atlanta. Uh, but uh, as of right now, no, uh, I'm not saying we the uh, NFC least uh, like the NFC East because I still think – uh, the, the Redskins aren't going anywhere. The Giants aren't going anywhere. Uh, I, I'd be surprised if uh, the Cowgirls can overtake the Eagles. But but the point being, looking at the NFC South right now, it is, it's all for the Saints there for the taking. I think it doesn't matter when you play a team. After Atlanta, we're going to play the Buccaneers. We're catching them at the right time. Uh, I think the one mystery team more than Atlanta I'd be a little more worried about Carolina and Baker Mayfield than I would be about the Falcons. Marcus Mariota doesn't fear. I mean, doesn't strike fear in me. For one, he may he might not even make the game to finish the game. The, the Saints Matt might Ryan not playing out. in this game with Kyle Pitts because he knows he knows yes. how to use Kyle Pitts. He knows how to how to how to feature that guy. But with Matt Ryan out of town, I'm telling you, Atlanta's headed for a top five pick. I would not. I would not be surprised. Uh, I, I think Matt Ryan brought stability. He was a, a winner. You don't appreciate what you don't have till he's not there anymore. Watch what he's going to do with the Colts. That's my dark horse in the AFC because I think Matt Ryan is that good. You look at the supporting cast, but when you look at Atlanta right now, uh, no, we're going to see uh, which is uh, from Cincinnati. Um, Burrow? Uh, no, no, uh, the, 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 from the Bearcats. Uh, Desmond Ritter. Desmond Ritter. Sooner rather than later. Well, he, play, uh, he played majority, if not yes, enemy, probably 80% I would not be surprised the second go-around when we play him that we're not even playing Mariota. Uh, that that I, I could see that well, he could be the guy. By December 18th? Yeah, yeah, that he would and be the guy we play. Here's the funny thing to me is that because, and I know a lot of uh, media outlets and blogs and whatever have labeled the Saints that they're, they're the team under the radar. Without a doubt. Right. But if you're the team under the radar on every station all the time, you're not under the radar anymore. <laughs> They're well, like, well, well, who's your team under the radar? Yeah. The Saints. The Saints. Well, the, if the, everybody picks us as being under the radar, we're not under the radar anymore. Well, That's well, a totally sports talk-ish conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like, like 
NFL teams are not having those conversations. No, 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 no. And and, and the thing is, uh, the, the the casual uh, uh, fan, uh, they don't know if the Saints are under the radar or on the radar. They, they have they have no idea. But they, they know that they're not talking about the Saints. If you're even a casual fan, like they would be right now, like about the Bills, or all of a sudden, oh, watch the Broncos. Uh, you know, they all we got Russell Wilson now. Or you got like who's the next hot shot, uh, you know, quarterback? Oh, yeah. so you look at like oh, still because Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs, and then um, you look at Justin Herbert. No, we're not in that category. You know why we're not, Hoss and, and Christian? We're not in that category until Jameis Winston established himself. You let Jameis Winston kick butt and have an unbelievable season. I can tell I tell you right now, twenty twenty three, a radar. No, no, they're going to have us, like, in the hunt, uh, like, to be amongst the best and represent the NFC. Look all of a sudden before the Rams had Matthew Stafford, and Matthew Stafford goes over the lines, and look what he did in one year. Look what he did. Now they won the Super Bowl, but look at the accomplishments. So when you look at, like, expectations, there's going to be somebody out there that we don't really expect, and then there's going to be some team that's going to disappoint. Every year. Uh, and, and, and that's why we got to wait and see about the Saints. But it's not like if the Saints all of a sudden have success that came out of nowhere. Not if you followed this team. Got to step aside. It's the Saints Hour on the Community Coffee, New Orleans Saints Radio Network. Welcome back to the Saints Hour. Mike Hoss, Christian Garrick, and Bobby J. Bear with you as we start real football on Thursday. The Saints on Sunday, 1 o'clock Eastern, noon against Atlanta. 23. 28-3. That's Christian's thing. 28-3. I yeah. just want to troll the Falcons fans as much as I can because they're, they're never going to live down that debacle in the Super Bowl. Never. I mean, that was a, a, a debacle that might be the all-time NFL folly. Well, no, no. And think about this. That That's why, you know, you might think, oh, boy, we just got to go to the Super Bowl. No, you got to win it. You know, the Falcons uh, have been the two Super Bowls. Carolina's been the two Super Bowls. They're 0-2. Now, until Tampa Bay, you know, when they finally say, well, again, um, you know, get on the Bucks fans. Uh, but, but uh, you know, because they want to. But as of late, we've had the Bucks number. I don't care. You have Tampa Bay, T- Tom Brady, whatever. So we've had their number. Bobby, who was in that Super Bowl that Atlanta appeared, appeared in? Was it, did they have a player go AWOL before the game? Or am I mixing up with the Chargers? No, you had, uh, you had a, a, I don't want to say his name. I don't want to call him out. But but you had a safety that won the Fellowship of Christian Athletes Award, and then was soliciting a prostitute. Oh boy! Uh, 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 and, and and my brother, who was living in Miami at the time, says, "Man, the, 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 doesn't he know that that's where the prostitutes hang out?" No, to think about how hypocritical that was to be in that situation. But yeah, so the team that that was the Super Bowl in Miami when they lost to John Elway and the Broncos. So twenty, wait, yeah. yeah. Which one are you? Which one were you talking about? I was talking about that game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was that one. The the the, uh, the other Super Bowl that was the Patriots. That that was the later Super Bowl, the Patriots and the Falcons. Right. But but, so but, but that, this was the original one. I couldn't remember if I'd said that when I walked in the studio. If I said it on the air, but of that, that was 2016 season. Yeah, 2017 yeah. Was, yeah. Super Bowl. The Falcons have three players that remain from that team. And really only two. Deion Jones is one of them, the Jesuit and he's linebacker. Hurt. He's on IR. Other than that, you have Grady Jarrett and Jake Matthews. And that's it. 
And, 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 and Jake Matthews and Grady Jarrett, uh, Grady Jarrett for sure could, uh, Jake Matthews too, they're starters. They could start for every team. Uh, they are that good. Like I'd Grady, take Jake Matthews over James Hurst. Uh, oh, yes. Hell yeah, for sure. Uh, f- for sure you would. I mean, in uh, the Matthews family, you know, his dad, Bruce Matthews, and his uncle, Clay Matthews, it goes on and on, uh, that whole gene pool. But when you look at, like, Grady Jarrett, I mean, I was telling Hawes this, I mean, any player, can you imagine you tell your grandkids uh, that I had uh, three sacks in the Super Bowl, but three sacks against Tom Brady? In that and they game. lost. And they lost. Yeah. And Atlanta lost. <laughs> well, right. don't leave that part out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. I right. had three sacks against, <laughs> against Tom, Tom Brady. Brady. That's all you need to know. Yeah, yeah. You think about the wide receiver rooms of these two football teams and how drastically different they are. For the Saints, to the benefit with Mike Thomas and certainly Olave, and you pick up Jarvis Landry. Then all of a sudden, Traquan Smith, Deontay Hardy, and Mark West Callaway become that much better. God, you flip it to Atlanta. And the only guy, again, of their six that was on the 53 last year that's on the 53 now is Alameda Zacchaeus. And other than that, it's Drake London, the rookie, get yep. it, caught one pass, hurt his knee on that pass. Kaderil Hodge, he's in his fifth year. Uh, he's a free agent out of Cleveland. They got in 21. Demir Bird, an un, uh, a free agent they picked up from New England. Uh, Brian Edwards, uh, he's in his third year out of South Carolina. But my favorite, of course, is Jared Bernhardt. I mean that guy. That guy's story is un- unbelievable. So How that guy's story, playing huh? in, the, in the NFL. So he went to the University of Maryland, played lacrosse. Right? We've heard the story oh, before. Yeah, yeah, played right. lacrosse like Chris Hogan. So, but he plays. He's he he wins like what would be the Butkus Award for the best, you know, lacrosse, lacrosse player, player, right? Or the Heisman for the best lacrosse. And player. then he went back to football. No, no, no. Then he goes. All right. You know what? I think I'm going to play football. Goes to Ferris State, plays quarterback. And leads them to a Division II national championship. So he's a great athlete. So then he goes, all right, I'm still in on football. Comes to, somehow, i got to get to how he got to OTAs. i got to talk to Terry Fontenot. Right, right. He gets to Atlanta's OTAs, and they move him to wide receiver. Now, he's not played. He played quarterback in the one-year Division II, and he did well on OTAs. And he kind of really started to shine in. So is he there camp. like Taysom Hill? Maybe? Yeah. Well, he's kind of like their Chris Hogan. He's just a great right, right. athlete. But, I mean, that guy went from lacrosse to on the 53. The Falcons were so afraid that they couldn't get the lacrosse player hmm. through waivers. They put him on the 53. And they got like got Frank Darby's on the practice squad. Well, guys if, who that receiving core, though, if that receiving core was the Saints – in other words, if you put the Saints receivers on that Falcons roster, they wouldn't have been able to afford to do that. Right. But that Falcons roster sounds like the Saints roster last year. Yeah. I'm, I'm, like, I'm going, yeah. who? I'm like, wait, yeah, who Yeah, are when you got yeah. like Marquez Callaway goes from number one receiver last year to number four now. Uh, no, look, look, the guy, they, they were, they were no, that was Matt Ryan throwing the ball uh, from LSU. Russell Gage, who was kind of a special teams player who got better in the NFL. Uh, he's with Tampa Bay. Yeah. So and then uh, look, look. We talk about uh, bad luck or whatever, or make you make your own luck. Okay. No more Julio Jones. He's been gone. He went to the Titans. Now he's with Tampa Bay. But he was gone. Then look what we, happened. We, we face him every year. Doesn't matter where he plays. And, we face him every and, year. And then look what happened with Calvin Ridley. <laughs> then we all know about that suspension. What a knucklehead. And then Gage. No. Uh, listen. Our secondary is the strongest secondary in Saints history. Those receivers we going against, 
Man, we should shut them out. Well, we got to throw Kyle Pitts in that argument. No, no, no. In that we, conversation, we, we'll talk we, about we, that. We can double team him. We can play him <laughs> short, long, in and out. Uh, no, that, uh, shame on us if we ain't shutting them down. Let's step aside. Got to take a quick break here. It's the Saints Hour on the Community Coffee, New Orleans Saints Radio Network. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome back to the Saints Hour. My cost, Christian Garrick and Bobby Bear talking nothing but Saints and Falcons week. It is a special week. It always is. And I, I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm, I'm so hesitant because I know we're going to go off the tracks. But I was reading a story that I'm going to do a column about later this week. But you were participated in this game. If you ever want to know anything just in a nutshell about the Atlanta-New Orleans rivalry, I'm not, I'm not talking about 1970s, go back to the 1993 game. Saints and Falcons, when you came in, Mr. Bear, yep. and led the comeback, it was the craziest game of former Saints – and New Orleanians, Wade Wilson was the starter for the Saints. He played yeah. in Atlanta the year before. No, he, he went Vikings, Atlanta, Atlanta to the Saints. To the Saints, yeah. right. And so no, Vi- yeah, yeah. he played yeah, it, yeah, he, yeah, he, yeah. he finished right. the year before yeah. with Atlanta. Yeah. You were, you know, with New Orleans, now yeah. in Atlanta. Yeah. Morton kicked for us, went to Atlanta. Michael Haynes caught a 98-yard touchdown from New Orleans in Atlanta, eventually came back to, to New the Orleans. Saints. Yeah. I mean, it goes on. And, and, on, and Craig Hayward, Arnhem, Saints. Uh, so Falcons. it started to be down this this trail was um, Lorenzo Neal. I'm just looking through the stats because I'm looking through, I'm, I'm trying to find a stat. It was about, I started this travel on Olamide Zacchaeus because he had like a 93 yard reception uh, and it was early on. And I, and I looked back to 98 yards as long as his 93 was third. And I said, well, that's got to be Michael Haynes. And it got me to that game. And in that game, Lorenzo Neal, the fullback, rookie, runs a 74-yard touchdown. And I'm going, fullback, 74? It started me down this rabbit hole. Right. And it took me an hour. Uh-huh. And I you know, because I was just like, that is amazing. Where's the end game? I, I, what's, what's my I point? forgot. By the, but literally an hour later, I was going, what was I looking up? It was <laughs> about Zacchaeus and his, his touchdown. But it's that game, if you want to just look back at that game, and, or wait, I'm going to do a column on it at the end of this week. It just it is nothing but former Saints and former Falcons or New Orleanians, you know, or right, right, you know, the connection down in the bayou. It was yeah. just a crazy game. 
And Morton Anderson, he's, he's at the time, he's going on this NFL streak for consecutive field goals. And he makes his 25th, which bests Gary uh, Butler. Anderson. No. Uh, anyway, he, he takes the lead, 25. He's now the leader for consecutive kickoffs. Then he misses his next two. Oh, wow. <laughs> he misses his next two. And then he makes a field goal at the end of the game to win it. I mean, it's just... It is just classic. Well, right the, the this is unusual. Is that the is that the airplane uh, game? That that was in the dome, no, but but in the Georgia Dome, yeah, the Georgia Dome, the Superdome. But uh, when I think about this, uh, being the founding father of the Houdat Nation, do you know I have the longest pass play in Falcons history? To Michael Haynes against the Saints. How crazy is that? Right. You know, and, and I, I never forget. Um, I just said, 98 yards. Yeah. So, so me and Gene Atkins, uh, I was going against, uh, and his son is probably arguably along with Arnhead, the best offspring of any Saints player. When you talk of Cameron Haver with the Steelers and Geno Atkins with the Bengals, we talk about a pack of lunch. Uh, they could bring it. But, uh, you know, I remember his dad, I remember doing this in practice against him. You know, I'm going against Brett Maxey and uh, Geno Atkins and all, and I can get uh, Geno because he was always wanting to knock the crap out, the receivers coming across the middle. So, so I can get him to suck up and, um, you know, and influence him. And so I, I kind of knew this one. I, mean, I could see the coverage they were doing, you know, just five-step drop. And I just stared at the end cut, and I threw it over Gene Ak- Gino Atkins' head. Right there, and they were in too deep, so that shouldn't have happened. He should have been back there, and it was right in front of Coach Morinol. And it was only about about a fifty-five yard throw. It wasn't a long throw, and then uh, Michael Haynes takes it to the house. <laughs> and it was like, whoa! You know what? I was fortunate though, Hoss, that when I was with the Saints. We beat the Falcons overall, you know, like, and then not but every time. And then I was with Atlanta. We beat the Saints. So I was, I was kind of <laughs> like on the winning side. So uh, you kind of, you know, Commodore, you're a mercenary and just go with the flow there. But, yeah, a lot of connections, even more, because you play a long time uh, between the Saints and Falcons, Falcons, Saints. Then you'd have, uh, when you look at a rivalry, uh, I don't really look at, you could say old school LSU, Tulane, Tulane, LSU. But like Auburn, Alabama, you would not go, I guess with the transfer portal, you could do that now. <laughs> right. Play at Alabama and transfer to Auburn, or you go to Georgia and you go to Georgia Tech. This, this rivalry does have a college rivalry feel right, to it. Right, right. I mean, I can tell you, I don't know how it is when, with Dennis Allen, but when Sean Payton was over there, I, people used to tell me there's, a, there's always intensity over there on airline drive. But when it was Saints-Falcons week, there was a, that intensity was ramped up a little bit. There was a little bit more... Um, a and you know what I've noticed too. On uh, you got to teach them now because these two teams don't know each no, 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 other. No. You know, look at but but the these fan Falcons base, the, and the, these hey, Saints. Hey, the, the fan base is what I've noticed too, though. I know this is the number one African American uh, rivalry in the NFL. I'm talking about the African American community in New Orleans versus in uh, or, or Atlanta because a lot of them have moved to Atlanta or they might have uh, came here. Uh, vice versa, but I'm telling you, this is kind of like uh, everyone's involved. But this is like a swag game at uh, the NFL level. The closest thing when you look at Atlanta, New Orleans, New Orleans, Atlanta, because uh, the fan base. I've been there. When second lining, I remember we were playing in Fulton County Stadium, fifty-five thousand people. Uh, we beat them. It was right after the strike in 1987. I think we beat them 38 to nothing. Don't know who was getting off. 
We had over, it was like a home game for the Saints. We had over 30-some thousand people that got on buses to go to Atlanta, and they were second line all during the state, all through the stadium. Uh, a trip down memory lane here on the Saints Hour. Stick with us. Mike Hoss, Bobby Bear, Christian Garrick on the Community Coffee, New Orleans Saints Radio Network. And welcome back, everyone, to the Saints Hour as we get ready on this Tuesday. It's going to be like this. It's going to feel like a Monday all uh-huh. week, and we're going to be a day really behind, but it gets us to Sunday faster. So I'm all for that. Me too. And earlier today, the Saints announced their 2022 captains. If I told you just to fill it out yourself, I think you could all pretty much pretty much get it. Uh, offensively, it's Jameis Winston, Alvin Kamara, Ryan Ramchek. Defensively, Demario Davis and Cam Jordan and special teams, JT Gray. So, I mean, just... Yeah. That's a slam dunk. That's, That's like a hundred percent. If you miss this, if you have, I mean, you're like, oh, well, why did they pick him to be captain? You'd say, no way. That that, that that's a hundred. That's a thousand percent correct. So <laughs> and then these, surprise you know, me either. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. I could have picked the, the outcome. And they, the players truly vote on this. Yeah, this isn't something that the coaches say. Hey, you're like it's not like literally. Oh, he's a, he's a team captain or high school. He's a team captain. Well, it's or it's not like uh, Ms. Gail Benson. She owns the team. Says I, I like this player. I want him to be the captain. Right. No, no, it's amongst the players. How did you guys do it, Bobby? When who who picks the coin toss? Like what guy is it always the know, same do, heads? Do, or, you know, it's got to be superstition involved. Do you know that I never in my life, high school, college, pros went out for a coin toss? Wow! They'd ask me. I said, "No, nah, I don't need to go do that." I said, "I don't. I don't need that camaraderie. I, I'm warming up. I'm focused on what I'm doing." And I never went, so I don't know heads or tails. Like uh, I'm I, assuming that Dennis or somebody has a pick. Now, I'm only saying this because the Saints have won three straight. They well, they, won every coin toss they had in the preseason. In the past, typically, Sean would— Yeah, because you might know in the solemn reporter, Christian. Yeah, Wood. in the past, it was typically uh, a player. If they were, It was a player that came over from the Falcons, right? He was going to be an honorary captain for that particular Right, right, game. right, to honor, yeah. But, you know, it's, they typically go with either a special teams captain that, that day or maybe it's an offensive captain, uh, Demario Davis, or the captain's— can say, hey, look, we want this player to be at the coin toss. Uh, I think the players have a lot of say in it. Well, I'm yeah, just curious yeah. how they pick heads yeah. and tails. I, I, <laughs> that, that, and, you know, in theory, it's supposed to be like 50-50 ordeal. But, uh, no, they, they're superstitious about that, whether they're picking heads or tails. So. I think the decision is made as to whether you're going to defer or take the ball, not necessarily who, whether you're picking heads or tails. Right. Well, but, and it seems like uh, – if you're feeling good about yourself, uh, that this day and age you tend to defer. If you win it, because this is the theory where they want oh, to do. Oh, they always defer. Every well, okay, team. Okay, this is why. This is why. Because they want to look at it and how the game's unfolded in the first half. You might say, well, what about old school when you won the ball first to set the tone? So you have 7-0. to zero. But if you feel good about your team, the reason why you defer, because they feel like, feel like it's like two for one. You score right before the half, and then you know you're going to get the ball in the third quarter. And especially as good as yeah. the Saints have been in a two-minute under under Champagne yeah, exactly. and they Go back and track it. If you went back and looked, you'd be amazed how many times they took points going into the locker room, coming out, getting the ball, and bringing points back. So they look at that. That's why it increased their chances of like winning and having the momentum. And that's why it was so... You know, you might think two-minute warning, but they even had the four-minute four-minute offense. And, and Pete Carmichael, they have they have all that. Sean stressed two minutes so much. Right. He worked on two minutes but so much. But Sean was the guy. Here's my here's my defense of that. Okay. 
because there, it didn't always used to be this way. No, no, no. It, uh, uh, Sean, would we won that f- toss? Give Drew Brees the ball. Here's my scripted eight plays, touchdown, seven nothing. But that would it have wasn't been wasn't always like that. Always the, the, took the yeah, ball. Yeah, that, but the, that was more when they move like the kickoff and, and all how that was different. How you getting into the twenty five? Sean did that at the beginning, but as of late, no, the, I didn't. The, 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 they all changed. They took more the approach but about here's that. here's the other thing. The Saints, and I hate to look at 2021 as a barometer for anything because it's unfair. Right. But the Saints scored the fewest, almost the fewest amount of points in the NFL in the first quarter, 40 for the season. They averaged 2.35 points Mm -hmm. in the first quarter. Right. Guess what they did in the third quarter? Just as bad. 2.65 2.65 points. So this whole locker room first quarter stuff, whole locker room third quarter stuff, it did not work. I can tell you what that's about. I think it had to do with the fact of how many quarterbacks you oh, played yeah, last yeah. year. But that's also saying, the scripts. Okay, because they, they, they'll they get in a, in a locker room at halftime. Hey, what's the first five, ten plays we like? And, look, it's not like you have the consistency with Jameis. He was out, injured. So uh, I know Drew would go into, go into the games. Now I'll take that out, Sean. Take this out. I leave this in. I really like this in two minute. And I think Jameis, once he gets back, fully back, is going to have a bigger set. Got to step aside here on the Saints Hour. Mike Hoss, Bobby Bear, and Christian Garrick on the Community Coffee, New Orleans Saints Radio Network. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Welcome back to the Saints Hour on this Tuesday evening. Bobby Abair and Christian Garrick, as we count down our way to Sunday, Saints will leave on Saturday. We've had a, a couple of texts about what the Saints will be wearing. I don't, I don't, I don't know yet. I don't think it's been announced. So it's not that we know and we're not telling you. We just don't know. Yeah, I think it's going to be the black pants and the white tops. Right. I mean, the home team will decide. So that, that means Atlanta will be 
in there. So, so what was the rush? It's not the rush colors. No, 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 not the all whites. Not the all whites. Although they, they play, I bet if you looked back, they've had the rush color all whites against Atlanta more than any team they've played. Yeah, it might yeah, be. That's, it might why, be the that's color why I was rush. asking. I, I, I know JoJo know. cares uh, a lot about that particular uniform. Huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> I don't know. I don't care if they're in pink. I don't care if they're in yellow. Uh, it makes no makes no difference on whether they win or lose. Well, you, you know what has to continue and uh, for us our winning ways or, or to have a chance. And I think how we structured right now, uh, you know, look at the NFL. And you know, when you're the best of the best, and when you acknowledge this, you know, the Saints are the only team in the league in the NFL right now. They're ranking the top five in run defense each of the past four seasons. So it's not like last year. Oh, well, you know. The past four seasons, top five run defense, during that span, we all know this, the Saints had an amazing streak of 55 games without allowing a 100-yard rusher. So maybe we we didn't play Derrick Henry and the Titans, uh, but we went 55 games not allowing a 100-yard rusher. And the one thing that ticks off Saints fans and and how we cover the team is that, uh, boy, that sure didn't work against the Eagles. Well, that, you know was just, they, that was yeah. just a week. If Derrick Henry had played, then he just broken the record a week earlier, right? Right, 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 right. So, so maybe, uh, yeah, maybe you don't maybe. know, but uh, but yeah, we we've we've been able to to stop the run uh, the past four seasons. We were number one, only giving up three point seven yards per rush. So I expect to be the same against Atlanta. Okay, uh, uh, who was thirty first in the league in rushing last year? Yeah, right. so we can't even like who's the Atlanta running back? It, 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 we can't even figure it out. It's like Patterson, right? Because that, that they hoping he works out. Now he, he was their leading rusher at six hundred, a little over six hundred yards. He averaged like four yards a carry. So no, that, that's why uh, I, I think our defense they can have their ears pinned back. I would be so discouraged. If our defense is not highly successful uh, against this Fal- I would think, put it this way, this way, I would think the Falcons' defense would be better against our offense, okay, than their offense being better against our defense. I, I-, I think our defense is just going to kick their butt. I mean, I'd be shocked if we don't. Well, the other running backs, like you talk about, first off, Avery Williams, he's a converted defensive back. He's, you know, t- if you have Keith Smith, he's the fullback. He's been there. Cordell Patterson has been there. Tyler Algier is the rookie. And then they picked up Damian Williams from Chicago. So you have Damian Williams, Avery Williams, Tyler Algier, Keith Smith, the fullback, and then Cordell Patterson, who is my favorite player of all time because it takes him one play to take his shirt tail out, and then I can recognize him anywhere on the field all game. Like, no, no, I want to know what his fines must be no, no, no. weekly. And, 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 he, and he is like, he's like, it's about looked apart. Uh, I mean, uh, he is like, he's, yoked. he's a big version of, of Ty Montgomery. <laughs> you, you know, Ty Montgomery, we were trying to utilize him, but no, he's a bigger version. But then you look at him over Ty Montgomery and all that, um, He's on the level of Devin Hester as a special teams returner. I mean, he's had explosive kickoff returns. You're like, well, he ain't running this out. Oh, no, he's 100, 108 yards deep. I mean, you know, eight yards into the end zone, 108-yard return. No, Now, he's getting older. I mean, uh, if I you look. say, Bobby, he's, he was 108 yards deep. What kind no, of field are we playing on? No, but no. He, he, he's, eight, 30, yard, he's, 30, yeah. he's 31. Yeah, yeah he, he's a, a 10-year veteran. Yeah, yeah, so. 
He's still got a little left in the tank. Look, he had he's 11 a, touchdowns last year. Yeah, he's so. a handful of tackle too. I mean, you, you're going to get you're going to get a, as a hokey guy on a late great hokey guy on a a bowling, a bowling ball with knives. I mean, you know, he's he is thick up top. If you don't go low on that cat, you're going to hurt. Well, and, and, and you know what's crazy? Uh, you talk about touchdown maker. He had 11 touchdowns rushing and uh, receiving. And then a guy like Kyle Pitts, who they're counting on, uh, we all know explosive tight end that he was because he ended up being, you know, a 1,000-yard receiver, average over 15 yards, had only one touchdown. You think about this, had one touchdown as explosive and as how everyone says, oh, he might be the uh, the best tight end ever. He's going to surpass Gronkowski. That's uh, all they had Graham. last year. It's all they have pretty but, much but, this year. But Christian only scored one touchdown. As, yeah. as, as good as he was. He had a right at uh, under 70 catches, over 1,000 yards, 15-yard average, but he only had one touchdown. Patterson hurt the Saints more in the air right, last year. Right, right. Yeah, he did. Uh, he had six targets, six receptions, 126 yards in that first game in that loss. Uh, and then not as effective uh, really running the ball in either game, but more so uh, pass catching. I passed on Kyle Pitts so many times in fantasy this year just because – because he wasn't making touchdowns? Yeah, or? and that's all they have. So every defense, the Saints included, are going to focus in and say anybody other than, than Pittman, uh, Kyle Pittman is going to beat us. Uh, Kyle Pitts, excuse me, is going to beat us. I, I think the one thing I'm not so sure right now, because I'll be interested because they're going to figure out and they're going to challenge, challenge Cesar Ruiz and they're going to challenge Hurst and all, is that uh, how is our offensive line uh, I, I'm telling you, I, I think our defense, I'm not even worried about our defense against their offense. I'm more worried about what defensively they're going to do against our Saints offensive line. Saints and the Falcons, Sunday in, Atl- in Atlanta. We'll step aside, take a break here. It is the Saints Hour on the Community Coffee, New Orleans Saints Radio Network. Welcome back to the Saints Hour. My host, Christian Garrick and Bobby Bear and I don't know if they could have thought about it or realized what was happening back in 2015 when first Jameis Winston went number one, right, in the draft. Yeah, and right. number two goes Marcus Mariota. So you have that kind of combination to look forward. In 2015, that was a while ago. And then you have the matchup of Drake London and, and Chris Olave. Now, Olave's had the benefit of being healthy and a, a much deeper and stronger camp. London gets hurt on his very first pass from Mariota. To on the, on the first play of the preseason game for him, first reception. So he's had one reception from Mariota, and Olave's had one reception from Winston. Just look at these two quarterbacks. I, I think that I can make the argument that, yeah, both, well, they went one and two overall, and bear with me on this. It's fair to label Mariota more of a bust than it would be for Jameis Winston. And what I mean by that is, Look at where he was drafted at the time he was drafted. Yeah, they had Mike Evans. They didn't have much else around Jameis Winston. Okay, they had some tools in Tennessee with the Titans. And then Jameis Winston, that, that season, the, his last one in Tampa Bay, when they had some weapons, they just didn't have an offensive line. He throws for over 5,000 yards. Mariota's never going to throw for 5,000 yards. No, hell no. no. Uh, he, he ain't, he, he, now, uh, I think even though Jameis Winston has mobility, he still can't run like Marcus Mariota. But, th- that, but th- he'll get hurt. I'm telling you, he'll get hurt how he runs. It happens all the time. He has never played a full yeah. season. Now, he's played 15 games, but he's never played a full 16- well, to 17-game season. And the, the only thing is, when you compare, like, Drake London to Chris Olave, uh, Drake, I mean, Chris Olave looks like a little boy 
Drake London is 6'4", 220. Chris Alave is like six foot, 185, 190 pounds. No, no. Uh, Drake London is more like uh, Julio Jones, like a big receiver, like, uh, you know, like uh, I told Mike Evans. What is Mike? What is Mike Evans? Let me see. Mike Evans here. Um, I'm not Mike Evans. Michael Thomas. He's six three two twelve. Drake London's bigger than Michael Thomas. No, he he is a big receiver. Now he's been hurt, and and we had uh, the Falcons beat right on. Uh, the Orlando Ledbetter. He said no. He said they they've been saying Drake London's ready to roll. So it'll be interesting to see that that one on one matchup, bump and run. See, I, 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 think, I think you travel Marshawn with Drake London. Yeah, I, I, I was going to say, Lattimore, this is the kind of player Lattimore can cover. I think Adebo can too, but for sure Lattimore. Well, they needed London because when you look at their starting six, if, from a wide receiver standpoint, three of them are 5'11 and under. Huh. Right, right. right. Kadero Hodge is 5'11, Demir Bird is 5'9, and Olamide Zacchaeus is 5'8. So, so he, London right. brings up your average. Yeah, 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 just his physical stature and where he's at. And, uh, you, you, know, know, you know how uh, Marshawn Lattimore has been dominant over Mike Evans at times? Yes. I think he does the same thing to Drake London. That's a great point. I, I think that's uh, very similar. Now, it'll be interesting to see. We talked about Kyle Pitts. And the matchup, uh, to me, that's a guy. He's six six. Yeah, six six, basically like two fifty. That um, you know, you you don't always want to have to double team every time, but a lot of times you don't never want to put a linebacker on the island with him. But you know, whether he's in the slot or whether he's on the wing, or you have him out wide, uh, depending. But yeah, listen, they have different concepts. Coverage, you play him in and out. And, uh, you know, uh, to have help so you can play hard inside. So uh, whether that be uh, Bradley Roby or that might be Honey Badger or whatever, then uh, you come up aggressive and say uh, be sharp like on these under routes. And then we're going to have somebody, uh, not that you're squatting, but to help over the top. The biggest, uh, playing short and long. The biggest part, I think, of slowing down Kyle Pitts, you go back and watch him from last year, teams that reroute him. If you reroute him on a line of scrimmage, you might see a linebacker do that. Right, and then right. Safety and, running and, with him, or corner and, running with him. Yeah, and then uh, yeah, have help behind him. Yeah, as he's coming off the line of scrimmage, you might see a linebacker just nudge him a little bit to get him off, get him off his route. The the thing is uh, that uh, a guy that big, he's he can run, and mm-hmm. and, and he's fast, and um, he's a receiver playing tight end. Yeah, 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 and he's um, a big receiver playing tight end. And but it, but it's 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 something that they're gonna have to figure out. Hopefully not uh, come Sunday is how can you have that kind of size and not be involved more in the red zone? Uh, like, like, how can you – because you look at now, it could be – that's puzzling to me because I think Matt Ryan would know what to do, but they never um, – it never came to fruition uh, that they only had one touchdown. He was targeted uh, a bunch. Teams just took him away. Yeah, that, so they had to be in the red zone. They constantly uh, double-teaming and rerouting them and all that. And then the pass rush got to Matt Ryan, and then he couldn't extend the play. Well, let's just do it, man. Let's get ready. It's <laughs> yeah. Falcon Week. It's a, way to, it's a way to begin. Yeah. Plug it's the, the Falcons. That's right. All My right. thanks to Christian Garrick and Bobby Aber. Bobby, do your thing before we get before we say goodnight. All right. Bon nuit, les gens. Good night, people. Who that? Go Saints. Saints and the Falcons. 23. Noon. Thanks for listening, everyone, here on the Community Coffee, New Orleans Saints Radio Network. Listening to the Saints Hour. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. 
With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Oh, 